When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings, cadets. Jeff Aiken here. This is such an incredible time to be a fan of superhero or comic book content. We have incredible TV shows and exciting movies coming at us faster than, than I know I can consume. Well, Fan Dummies is a fun and informative podcast about superheroes and sci-fi fandoms. Greg and Aaron cover all kinds of fandoms ranging from Marvel to DC, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and yes, Star Trek 2. So enjoy this episode. And while you're enjoying it, head to the show notes and hit the subscribe link. Enjoy and live long and prosper. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fan Dummies. I'm Greg. And I'm Aaron. Marvel's Black Widow movie has finally arrived. Finally, finally. Finally. It's finally been released on Disney Plus and at the theaters. I say and at the theaters because that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. We've been waiting for a Black Widow movie for what feels like forever. I mean, I think it's at least 10 years since the 12 years, 12 years since the Avengers started coming out. Wait, is that when she first appeared? No, she first appeared in Iron Man 2, I think. Uh Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about what the movie is about, who is in it. And if you don't know, it's Scarlett Johansson. Hang the phone up. And of course, we're going to do a review because the MCU is an alternate universe. There's a lot of differences between Black Widow MCU version and Black Widow comic book version. So you know we had to make a top five differences between Black Widow the movie and Black Widow the comics. Now, there's going to be spoilers for lots of stuff. There's going to be some spoilers for the movie. There's going to be some spoilers for the comics. There's going to be some spoilers. So you have been warned. Now, what about that Loki episode? Can I spoil that? There's probably going to be random spoilers for things we can't warn you about, but we'll try to keep that to a minimum. Now, one thing, if this is the first time you've listened to Fan Dummies, stop what you're doing. Hit subscribe right now because you don't want to forget. And there's never a better time than right now. Every single week, we're bringing to you the coolest superhero and science fiction TV and movie stuff you've ever put in your ear holes. All right. As is customary, we are going to read you the description of Black Widow in case for some reason you have fallen off the earth and don't follow any of this stuff. Did you mean fall off the cliff to sacrifice yourself to save everybody? Oh, I see. I see what you did there. Just try to give us the feels like right in the beginning of the show. You know, this is going to be a long show, so. I need to pause it and go be sad for a few minutes. 
Natasha Romanoff, aka Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. This is not the crappy IMDb one. No, this is from Marvel. Yeah, someone professional wrote that. Yes. <laughs> someone less than professional just read it. If you read the IMDb one, you'd be like, haha, it's like one sentence. <laughs> It'll be like, Avenger confronts her dark past in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> that's too descriptive. Yeah, that's probably too much. It'll be, woman confronts her past, action ensues. <laughs> Close. A film about Natasha Romanoff and her quest between the films Civil War and Infinity War. Oh, yeah, that's worse. <laughs> that's worse. <laughs> I mean, thanks for placing it in the timeline for me. Yeah, I guess that saves us some time. Black Widow was directed by Kate Shortland, and she's known for directing and writing the movie Berlin Syndrome from 2017 and the movie Lore from 2012. Neither one of us has seen any of her movies. There's not that many. Uh-uh. I wish I knew the story. We should try to get Kate on the show because there's got to be a story mm -hmm. on how she landed this gig. Maybe one of the head people at Marvel saw, or Kevin Feige saw one of her movies and they said, you have to direct the Black Widow movie. I saw the Berlin Syndrome and it was magnificent. <laughs> could have been lore. Oh, yeah. Could, I guess could have been lore. Anyway, let's move on to how much Black Widow has made on Disney+. Plus. We know for sure it made 30 bucks because that's what it cost us to watch this thing. Yeah. This is the first time any movie studio has released the premium video on demand numbers for their box office data. I don't think it's going to be the last. I think box office from now on is going to be the premium subscription data plus what it sells for in the movies. Mm -hmm. Disney revealed Black Widow grows 60 million just on Disney Plus over the opening weekend. Worldwide, it grossed 218.8 million. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you though, only 60 million of that was on Disney Plus. I really thought a majority of it was going to be on Disney Plus. Well, let's put it into perspective, Greg. Ooh. Two million subscribers out of the 103 million subscribers to Disney Plus paid the $30 to watch Black Widow. Dang. That makes more sense, doesn't it? 30 times 2 million is 60 million. You got to do the math. <laughs> And the rest of the earnings break down to be domestically Black Widow earned $80 million and $78.8 million overseas. It absolutely blows my mind that the theater, even domestically, beat Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Like, just so surprising to me. It seems like they could charge more than $30 because an average movie ticket, at least where we live, I guess if you go during yeah. the prime time. It's like 12 what, bucks. Yeah, something. $12 or something. But some cities, it's more. It depends, I guess, where you live. I mean, you and I watched it, and then we had people over, and what, at least three new people watched it, and you watched it again. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, think of how many people watched it for $30. That seems pretty pretty good. Yeah, I know. When they asked if they could watch it again, they couldn't believe that we could just watch it over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone expected it to be just like a movie ticket. Oh, like, yeah. you buy a movie ticket, you see the movie, and it's over. Yeah. That's it. And I guess eventually, in a couple of months, it'll be free on Disney Plus for everyone to watch. Yeah. And there'll probably get a lot of people who will wait and watch it then. I wonder what would happen if they use the honor system 
where it was like 12 bucks, but you just tell them how many people are going to watch it and you pay <laughs> what the multiple of that is. I wonder how many people would have actually done it properly. Yeah. I think a majority of people probably would have. Yeah, people probably would. I think $30 though, unless you live by yourself, then you got to just invite somebody over. Then it makes sense. At least if two people watch it, I think $30 makes sense. Because you got to either drive to the movie theater, and then once you get there, you're going to probably buy food or beverages, which cost way more than yeah. $30. I mean, I'm going to have to buy an $8 box of milk duds. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Yeah. The only thing we're missing out on not going to the theaters is getting that Black Widow popcorn bucket, but... We don't need that. The Avengers one is still in our basement, and I used it to, like, hold water out of the faucet just a couple of days ago. Like, it's just sits around our house. Oh, so very convenient. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess we do need another one. <laughs> so you're saying Chris Hemsworth helped you empty out the water? He played a small part nice. in my <laughs> chores. Yes. Let's talk about these characters. Aaron, why don't you talk about who you want to talk about first? Well, of course, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, he plays Natasha Romanoff. Aaron's favorite character is always the main character. What? AKA Black Widow. That's not true. <laughs> Sometimes you don't let me pick the main character. <laughs> I mean, it's not It's not like the movie's called Yelena Belova. It's oh, called Black Widow. I liked her a lot, too. <laughs> I might like her more. Shh. Shh. <laughs> Black Widow, separated from the now fractured Avengers, confronts the dark path she took to becoming a spy and assassin, as well as other events that followed. Now, you might have seen her play Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, in a lot of the other MCU movies. You know, I thought she looked familiar. Yeah, maybe. She started out in Iron Man 2, and then she's in all of the Avenger movies, and she's in Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and probably some other ones I'm missing, but we're just going to say Scarlett Johansson is Black Widow, at least for now. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson, she's an A-list celebrity. Her IMDb page scrolls forever yeah she's in tons of science fiction stuff i could have said she's in a lot more stuff but since we're talking about black widow and since she's played black widow you know for the last 12 years or whatever that's all you need to know her by <laughs> yeah just don't worry about anything else yeah all right next we have florence Pugh, who played yelena belova who was the other kind of main character in this movie the other main black widow yeah a product of the Red Room's ruthless training programs, this fiery assassin has a secret history with the Black Widow, and she is determined to address it. You might have seen her in Lady Macbeth from 2016 or The Commuter from 2018. You seen her in any of those, Aaron? No. That's why it says you might have seen her. It's like, we haven't seen her. Yeah, no, we haven't seen her. You might have seen her. <laughs> but we have definitely not. We do know that she will be in the Hawkeye TV series for Disney Plus, hopefully sometime later in the year. I think she's going to be a bad, bad girl. That sounds terrible. She's going to be a bad girl, Aaron. She's going to be a villain <laughs> or like an anti-villain. You think? Yeah. I mean, that end credit scene, I think, tells you a lot. Yeah. We're not going to spoil that. But if you paid the 30 bucks and you fell asleep, there's some stuff after the credits. Or if you didn't know that there was an after credit scene, and now you got to pause and go fast forward to the end and watch it, it's only a couple minutes. Yeah, like, oh, gosh dang. <laughs> gosh dang. I mean, if you're watching a Marvel movie, you have to watch till it's over. Like, until it stops or you see that black screen, mm -hmm. don't stop. Keep watching. There's also David Harbour, and he plays Alexi. Alexi is known most famously as Red Room's answer to Captain America. So he's like the Russian Captain America. 
He's a super soldier spy who has lived a lifetime of triumph during the Cold War. And he's starting to become one of those favorite genre actors, you know, like Katie Sackhoff that we joke about all the time because Katie Sackhoff is in every sci-fi movie or show that we talk about lately. Well, tell them where they've seen David Harbour so I can geek out on this. (laughs) Well, we just saw him in Hellboy, the movie from 2019. He was Hellboy. I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's as huge as it can be. He was also in the 2016 Suicide Squad movie as Dexter. I don't remember that. What? Are you serious? Are you serious right now? Yeah. He was Hellboy, then Dexter. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. I just saw the next one. And he was also in the Green Hornet movie from 2011, you know, with Seth Rogen. He wasn't a main character, though, was he? I don't remember. (laughs) I didn't look it up, but we've seen that movie a couple times. I know. I've seen all these movies. I did not remember that because he wasn't well-known. Yeah, because he's most well-known, at least to us, from Stranger Things. He's Jim Hopper. Yes. Yes. Now it's time to nerd out. Yeah. And- No no spoilers about Hopper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we know how he becomes Alexi. (laughs) His origin story is Stranger Things. Yeah. Now, most famously, David Harbour is known for his awesome- youtube video on architectural digest channel wait that's my favorite youtube video (laughs) (laughs) where he's like the coolest cat you've ever met he's got a little ponytail he talks real soft he's got like art everywhere his house is all made up he's got like vinyl records like he's the coolest kid in school there's no doubt about it doesn't he have the red guardian comic hanging up or a poster of it or something yeah yeah i mean that dude just doesn't get any cooler. He's totally opposite of the characters we've seen him in. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, everyone knows Rachel Weiss. She plays Melina. Melina is a highly trained spy who has been cycled through the Red Room's widow program four times. I can't believe four times. I mean, did it not just take? It's like, you know how when you're microwaving something, it's like just a little bit cold. You just put it back in a couple times? Yes. I mean, it seems like that's what happened. They did something to her Russian accent, though. They broke it somehow, the Red Room. Yeah. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> but Rachel Weiss is she's a she's I mean a C list actress. She's she's pretty big. Yeah. She's in a lot more stuff. I didn't remember her right away, but after I looked her up, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. You might have seen her in The Mummy from nineteen ninety nine, which she was absolutely brilliant in. Yeah. Great movie. Or The Mummy Returns from two thousand and one. Or in Constantine, which she was also excellent in. You know. Keanu Reeves, Constantine, the good Constantine. Yeah. I, I mean, others, other Constantine's good too, but, but Keanu Reeves is Constantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're getting another Constantine movie, by the way. Yeah. So if you guys didn't know that. Didn't they announce that like last San Diego Comic-Con? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything else about it, but we did get Keanu's comic book berserker. Got a couple of those issues. Speaking of which, we got to get to the comic book store. Yeah. But they announced that as well at San Diego Comic-Con last year, which is coming up next week, and I cannot wait. And we would be at, if it wasn't virtual, We'll be watching it online. It'll be fine. Sad day. Just not the same. No, for sure. But it's something better than nothing. True. I'll take it. There's also Olga Kurilenko, and she played Taskmaster. Oh, wait. That's a huge spoiler. (laughs) We warned him. (laughs) Taskmaster is a masked assassin who carries out deadly missions on behalf of the Red Room. You might have seen her in Quantum of Solace, the James Bond movie from 2008. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember that. The Daniel Craig James Bond. Mm -hmm. 
or in the Hitman movie from 2007. I remember that. That was a pretty good movie, as I remember somewhat. And then they made like Hitman 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah, that's funny. I like the tongue twister, though. Taskmaster is a masked assassin. Oh, my gosh. Taskmaster (laughs) is a masked assassin. Say that four times fast. There are a ton of characters in this thing. We would love to hear what you thought of any of these characters. So, you know, at fan dummies on any of the social media and uh, tell us what you thought of the characters and who you liked. Next, we're going to talk about the top five differences between Black Widow, the movie, and Black Widow in the comic books. It's going to be crazy. Let's count it down. All right. Let's count it down. Number five. In the comics, Red Guardian is Black Widow's husband. Oh, my God. What? Husband? In the movie, Red Guardian is Natasha's father figure. So, yeah. You know, David Harbour has some stepdad vibes going on with this one. (laughs) I guess in the movie, they aren't really related. Yeah, so anything could have happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just creeped myself out. (laughs) Number four. Taskmaster is different in the comics versus the movie. In the comics, Taskmaster is Anthony Tony Masters, and he has a superpower of being able to mimic someone else's moves. Hmm. In the Black Widow movie, Dreykov's daughter, Antonia, she's Taskmaster and gets her mimic abilities from cybernetics. Do you get it? Antonia and Tony? You know who the Taskmaster is in real life? You? Not me. I was going to say you. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, General Drakov is actually not in the comic books at all. He was a character created between the combinations of several Russian agents, such as Alex Sterelny, Grigor Chilinsov, and Ivan Petrovich. So I thought that was kind of neat that they needed this character. So they took some inspiration from the comics. To kind of create it so it you know kind of made sense but it is an alternate universe so it doesn't have to follow it perfectly mm-hmm. yeah kind of fun number two the mind control of the black widow program is different in the comics in the movie the women are controlled with a chemical form of mind control and in the comics the red room trains and brainwashes through subliminal images yeah that's a lot different now it's probably just that the technology at the time the original black widow comic was out you know, subliminal messages were the thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why they picked the chemical form over just. I don't know. It's like subscribe to fan dummies. Subscribe to fan dummies. Wait, hold on, Gray. Just pause the podcast for a minute. I need to go subscribe to fan dummies. That's weird, right? Didn't even know why you Wait, did it. What? <laughs> and the number one difference between Black Widow, the movie, and Black Widow in the comic books it was adapted from is that Black Widow in the movie does not have superpowers. What? 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 Now, this is probably not a shock to you if you've seen all the Marvel movies because it's just assumed that she doesn't have superpowers. But in the comic books, she has been given the super soldier serum, just like Bucky and Captain America. So she can jump high and punch and kick and do all the same stuff a super soldier can do. Now, the reason we put this as the number one for this movie is because 
you know, Black Widow has been doing extraordinary things in these movies for 12 years. So even though we were pretty sure she didn't have the super soldier serum, we thought she might've been juiced up with something, right? Cause yeah. she doesn't seem to get hurt. Yeah. That's the number one factor. Like she never gets hurt and there's explosions and falling out yeah. of the sky. And yeah, she seems to be able to do things that humans struggle to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, even other superheroes aren't as awesome with athletics and karate and martial arts and things like that as she is. Yeah. But we now know for sure that she's just extraordinarily trained and fit and amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if she would be better if she had a little bit of super serum in her. Yeah, a little, little juiced her up a uh-huh. little. Well, she better go find Bucky because... You know, if you watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, he's. Yeah. Oh, spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be like Bucky beep, Falcon and Winter Soldier. (laughs) Before we get over to the review, let's take a quick break, fill up our water, pay the meter, but we need some money. So if you want to support fan dummies, please check out our Patreon. For five bucks a month, you get a bunch of benefits. Go to patreon.com forward slash fandummies. And we got some new stuff coming. We're getting ready to revamp our entire Patreon. So if you love fandummies and you want to support us, now is a great time because you're going to get in on the ground level of some new exciting stuff. Pretty exciting, isn't there? It's the best. Yeah. Of course, another great way to support the show is to join our email newsletter. Our email newsletter, we don't send a lot of emails, but when we do, it's cool stuff about superheroes and science fiction, 100% related to the show or to the fandoms we all love. So we're not going to spam you with a bunch of junk. At least I don't think we will. Have it yet. And if you're new to fandomies, we talk about superheroes, science fiction, TV and movies every single week. You can listen to us on any podcast app or watch us on YouTube. We have some sweet segments. We call them sweet segments and if you just want to see what we look like you can watch us on youtube just google best looking geek podcast and that'll be us and you can see all my groovy t-shirts that i wear every week that i'm obsessed with groovy yeah all right (laughs) hopefully that didn't scare anybody away (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody we'll be right back and we're back ready to talk about this review paid some bills filled up the meter Got some water. Heck yeah. I've been waiting for a Black Widow for a long time, and I can't wait to talk about our review. Yeah, for sure. All right, Aaron, let's start off with something easy. Black Widow is essentially the story of Natasha Romanoff taking down Drakov and the Red Room, right? But in order for us to understand who Drakov is or the Red Room, they basically have to give us Natasha's origin story, right? Yeah. So is this the story that you wanted told like of all the black widow content on the planet was the origin story, the story you wanted. I didn't mind having the origin story because we don't really know much about the MCU black widow. Mm -hmm. Like we know her from the comics, but she hasn't really had an origin story or backstory in the movies like at all. Like we see little glimpses and pieces of stuff from her backstory, but we don't really know much about it, but her origin story differs from the comics. Mm-hmm. It's not terribly different, but it's different enough. And 
Also, huge spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't watched Avengers Endgame, you know what happens to her in that movie. Yeah. So they couldn't go past that movie. So they had to go after Civil War. So it makes sense where it falls in the timeline because they can't go after Endgame. That's all I'm going to say. So I think it would be better if we would have got a story about a new Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I think we should have saw Alina Starkov become the Black Widow yeah. in this Black Widow movie and kind of phase out Scarlett Johansson, even though I like her as Black Widow a lot. See, you finally got there to something that I think makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. In my opinion, they put in enough Black Widow origin information in the other movies. We knew about the Red Room. We didn't know where it was. We knew she was Russian. We knew she was an orphan. Like we knew all these things from from the other movies. Like it came out in the other movies. Mm-hmm. So to me, the Black Widow character is over, right? Mm-hmm. And we need something to take us from Endgame into the future. Mm-hmm. We need a new Black Widow. Yeah. Just like you said. And from my opinion, I just think that there are so many more interesting Black Widow stories that could have been told. Like it could have been her mentoring Alina. I mean, it wasn't really that, but it could have been her mentoring her. And then after the end game scene could have been her like vowing to Avenger, mm-hmm. like, you know, becoming an Avenger <laughs> to me. I think that oh, I'm just over origin stories in general. Yeah. I think you can tell an origin story in little glimpses without having to give us an entire two hour movie of it. Yeah. Because you know what'll happen. We won't get any more black widow stuff. And then five years from now, somebody will remake the origin story <laughs> for Black Widow. And it will be in the Fantastic Four infinite loop of origin stories. Yeah. They're like, oh, the first one didn't work out. Let's do it again. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah. Now, did you think that there were too many characters in this movie? We didn't get to see Red Guardian do mm-hmm. much. And Taskmaster, we didn't see her a lot either. Yeah. And Melina, Natasha's mom figure. We didn't get to see her much either, and I felt like her character was very weak and her story development was really weak because of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she went through the Black Widow program four times. I mean, she's got to be a really cool character. Yeah. I mean, she created the serum that controls their minds. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to that character, and she seemed to just give up on that whole program because her fake daughter that she hasn't seen in a very long time shows up at her house and you know what I mean? It changes her mind really changes fast. Changes her mind. She's like, oh, you know, this whole life I built, I'm a villain. I'm the one of the worst villains working for a person who controls the world, essentially. Yeah. But you know what? You've convinced me with your sweet talking and when you passed me the potatoes at dinner, that's when I changed my mind. Yeah. A lot of family talk. Yeah. And Melina, she's known as Iron Maiden in the comics. So she has a whole nother story level that we got to see nothing of. Yeah. I don't know if there were too many characters because I just think that MCU movies are always kind of loaded up with characters. I think it's hard to introduce like the Iron Maiden and the Red Guardian and, and these characters without seeing them in their heyday. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. I want to see the Red Guardian do Red Guardian stuff. Yeah. We saw nothing. I mean, yeah. he fit back into his suit and barely. And then he was kind of just like the butt of the jokes. Like he wasn't included in on that last part where they infiltrated the red room. I mean, he just was left out of it. Well, yeah, they go, did you see the girls? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, well, let's just take off. Then they fly away. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they land 
with the other widows to me, like the whole second half of the story where they're blowing up the red room and it's fault. I, I think that whole section was weak mm-hmm. and it was pretty much just fighting and acrobatics and things like that. It was super fun. Yeah. Like I was smiling the whole time. I watched it two times already <laughs> and, and I really liked it both times, but it just went from being really interesting to, you know, standard Captain America movie. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, big surprise for us. I know at least for me mm-hmm. is Taskmaster. She turned out to be a woman. Because in the comics, Taskmaster is a man. Yeah. Like a superpowered man. Yeah. Yeah. But in the movie, it's deceiving because Taskmaster, the suit, it looks male. Like, why didn't they make it more feminine? Especially because it's like the Black Widows. They're all women. Yeah. And she's a woman. I mean, not that it really matters, but Taskmaster just looks very manly. I think they did that on purpose. I think they were trying to surprise reveal that. Yeah. And it was stupidly obvious the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I think I called it out the first scene. I'm like, um, I know. I'm no, I don't think that that's a man. It, nothing to any fight scenes or anything. Yeah. It's just, I was like, they're messing with us. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a woman inside there. You, you even called it was going to be his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it, but you hate when I guess during a movie. So I was keeping my mouth shut. And I think you said it. Maybe like a split second after I thought it. Yeah. It must have been something was going on that tipped us both off at the same time. I was like, I'm not going to say it. And then you said it. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> first time ever. <laughs> no, no. It's first time for me to keep my mouth shut. You mean? Yeah. I love like guessing the yeah. plots. Like yeah. I just love it. I thought that they did a good job with Taskmaster though, because they didn't give her any lines. And when you had the villains and they wear the masks that you can't see their Miles move. Yeah. It's like watching the Power Rangers. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. It was like, you know, Bane in the Batman movies. Like, oh, it's the worst. Yeah. And uh is it Green Goblin? Yeah, Green Goblin and, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, the worst. But yeah, she didn't have a single line, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Made her even a little bit more villainy, I think, yeah. too. Because you didn't know what she was thinking. She did have a handy USB port in the back of her head though. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Very handy. She can store her <laughs> photos. Yeah. But Taskmaster in the comics, he does speak. I bet you she speaks. She just didn't have anything to say. Yeah. Because she didn't hardly have any screen time. Yeah. Now, another thing that kind of bothered me, not just, you know, that they were trying to pull the old switcheroo on us for Taskmaster, <laughs> but does Red Guardian being a Russian spy in the middle of Ohio make any sense to you? No. Like, why would they send Red Guardian? I mean, He's a Russian celebrity, super soldier, <laughs> made to combat the propaganda of Captain America. Yeah. Everyone knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He's well known to the authorities, that's for sure. And somehow he's going to get a job at a top secret facility in order to steal data. I guess back in the 90s, they didn't have facial recognition. You mean humans couldn't recognize other humans? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) They couldn't do that in 1990? I mean, Clark Kent, Superman, Wonder Woman, Diana Prince. That's DC, though. You know, that's different. I think over there in DC land, glasses is all you need to hide. Wait, are there any Marvel characters that you don't know? Any of them not wear a mask and then wear like glasses or nothing? Maybe like- (laughs) Change their hair? Maybe like Wonder Man. (laughs) People know who he is. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. 
Captain America, but everybody knows who he is. Nobody wears the mask. But everybody knows who he is. Steve Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, but do they know what he looks like without his mask? I don't know. Mm. I don't think so. But either way, I think that was a really weak plot point. Yeah. And I'm surprised that got past Kevin Feige, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's good at this, uh-huh. you know, that's to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I guess they wanted to use Red Guardian, but if he wasn't the father figure, how would they have worked him in? I think he could have been the father figure and just the whole Ohio thing, you know, didn't matter because the Red Guardian in the comic book was a super soldier. So you would think that they would have interaction with the Black Widow people. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, you didn't bring up the fact that they flew their little bitty plane from Ohio to Cuba. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about technical impossibilities because they could have stopped and got gas somewhere. I thought it was really cool how the Red Room was in the sky, but it just doesn't make sense. It's supposed to be undetectable. Does it have its own cloud making machine or fog machine? Well, it did look like it was making its own clouds. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I think when we were watching the movie, you're like, well, what happens on a clear day? Aren't people going to wonder why there's a single cloud? (laughs) (laughs) I know, because you can look up in the sky and it's all blue, like no clouds. But that one cloud, what's behind that one? It doesn't ever move. Right. And why do airplanes go in, but they never come out? It's like the Bermuda Triangle of clouds. (laughs) Or maybe it has its own cloaking device or something so you, people can't see it or yeah, I don't know. or sonar it or whatever the technology is that they find stuff in the sky. I know, but we have satellites. I mean, the entire Earth is mapped. Yeah. I mean, I can Google a street in a country I've never stepped foot in and look around. Like, There's no way that that thing could stay hidden. <laughs> but to me, I think it's just kind of stolen from S.H.I.E.L.D.'s flying aircraft carrier. And we see it in, I think, Avengers, and we see it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. What about Cloud City in Star Wars? Yeah, I bet but, you didn't think of that one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. But is it Aiden? Cloud City, they're mining the atmosphere. Yeah, you Isn't know, that where the casino is? Yeah, it's where Lando lives. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a mining facility, though. Uh, I, think that, I think they're mining the clouds. Yeah, it's not hidden, but I guess it's a city in the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Not impossible. But the Red Room is supposed to, like you said, it's supposed to be hidden. I like to reference everything from Star Wars, so. It's weird. <laughs> well, what happens in Budapest stays in Budapest. You know, I think they had to close that loophole, but not really. Yeah, because everyone's like, what happened in Budapest? And Hawkeye's like, oh, something. And Natasha's like, oh, I thought it was something else. Like, what? what's the deal? <laughs> Could have stayed this, like, kind of cool inside experience that they shared. Yeah. But no. Now we all know. <laughs> we also know Hawkeye's the trigger man. Yeah, because Black Widow wouldn't be able to do it. He has no problem killing a child. Well, I don't know if he knew exactly who was in the building, but... Oh, no, he knew because they were waiting for her to go up to the floor uh, to confirm she was with her father. Yeah. They used her as the mark. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's dark, but he's the leader of the Red Room and controlling everybody. He's pretty bad villain i know but so i, I think just, if you can take them out you gotta do it while you can i know but i just never like when superheroes yeah. stoop to that level yeah that is true because then to that girl's mom whoever wherever she's at hawkeye's the villain <gasps> to all those people that work in that building hawkeye's the villain well now she's taskmaster and she's pretty cool now the question is did she go task hawkeye before she should have like rained vengeance down on him I don't know. It doesn't seem like she had the 
her own thoughts. Like she just, yeah, she was just she couldn't, like a robot. she wouldn't leave. Yeah. Maybe now she can though, but I think now she wouldn't hurt him because she realizes what her dad did. Yeah. I think you're right. Now that she's let go of the mind control. Yeah. Would it have been even cooler if Jeremy Renner, you know, AKA Hawkeye had came in and reprised his role as Hawkeye in the Black Widow movie? We didn't even see him, but they just talk about it. Yeah. Natasha's telling the story. We don't even see him. I thought it would have been cool if we would have been able to see him. I think she should have at least like made a video call to him and said, hey, you know, Drakoff is still alive. We didn't kill his daughter like we thought, you know, just thought you'd like to know. Yeah, something. Right. I mean, they would have both aged, but they could have probably de-CGI'd wrinkles. I don't know what do you call that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They probably could have de-wrinkled them or made them look younger somehow with makeup. Yeah. Just a little bit. I mean, I think it would have been believable. Yeah. I yeah. think it would have been really cool if he was in it, even though it is Black Widow. That's what I'm saying. Like, you could have made a whole movie about this Budapest engagement, and it would have been a good movie. Yeah. You know, origin story, I mean, it's fine. It's a good movie. It's not a great movie, but it's a good movie. It doesn't really move the MCU forward. Mm-hmm. So, just kind of meh. Yeah. Now, do you think it would have been better if they would have made this Black Widow into a Disney Plus series instead of a movie? Well, you know what I'm going to say? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) If you've listened to our podcast before, I always say TV series, you get a lot more story. You know, you can have character development. You can have a lot of multiple characters and it just works better. Like, I don't know why everything is not a TV series. This is what I think they should have done. I think they should have came out with this movie, charged the $30, picked up the $200 million or whatever they made, and then when it got to Disney Plus for free, made six more episodes. Yes. Yes. That would have been amazing. Yeah. You can do both. You can have the best of both worlds. Yeah. I mean, when you have two platforms, you should utilize it. Well, we're going to be seeing some characters soon. Yeah, we are, aren't we? Well, we do know... Like we talked about from our previous segment, that Elena Bolova, she's going to be in the new Hawkeye series on Disney Plus. Yeah. So we know that you know she's going to cross over to the TV series side, which is pretty cool, and we're going to see more of her. And in that end credits scene, there was Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Yeah. And we know her from the comics as Madame Hydra. Yeah. So we know she's bad, or at least from the comics, she is. So maybe she's going to be a dark Avenger. I don't know. Nobody knows yet. Also, because in the end scene, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, she is telling Elena that, you know, she has to go after Clint Barton because he killed Black Widow, which we know is not true if you've watched Endgame. Yeah. It's set up for the Hawkeye TV show. Yeah. And we know Valentina is a major player in the MCU, at least coming up, because we saw her also in Falcon and Winter Soldier, because she recruited John Walker kind of at the end there. Yeah. I think she's going to be a big bad. Yeah. I don't know how how best to say that, but she's going to be a major MCU villain. Yeah. It's hard to hate her because she's Elaine from Seinfeld. Oh, I know. She's so (laughs) awesome. I just look at her and laugh. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. Well, she was allergic to the Midwest. Well, everyone's larger than the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they had any issues with these end credits because Black Widow was supposed to come out way before the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because mm-hmm. we got to see Augustina talk to Elena, you know, in the end credits. Mm-hmm. But then she's talking to John Walker in the other series. 
So I wonder if anything would have been different or if they cut anything or if they had to change anything up because of that. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's pretty interesting. Whatever it was, they worked it out. I yeah. mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But I can't wait to see where that leads. Yeah. I got a fun fact for all the sci-fi nerds out there. Ooh. Ever Anderson, you know, the girl that played the young Natasha. Yeah. She's the daughter of Mila Jovovich, you know, the woman from the Fifth Element movie or Alice from Resident Evil. Yeah. Like once I learned that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's totally obvious. Multipass. <laughs> Lilu from The Fifth Element. Yeah, Lilu. Which we watched for our top 10 sci-fi movies of all time. Yep. And it is. That we have. It is a top five science fiction movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> And you know we can't end our review segment without bringing up the vest. I mean, it's very convenient. You can put all sorts of stuff in the pockets. What do you think she keeps in the pockets? Well, she said her knife, gum. What else did she say? (laughs) She listed off a couple of things that she could keep in her pockets. Well, what would you put in the pockets if you had that same vest? I mean, besides a knife and gum, gum. I, I would say I, I would. Were they like little chiclets? Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, some Tic Tacs so you could always hear where I'm at. No, you can't have jiggly stuff. <laughs> some hand lotion, some chapstick. Um, Dog treats. Yeah. Car keys. Uh, I would fill up one pocket with hand lotion so I could just like dip, you know, I could dip. Put some Cheez-Its in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could fill up another one with some Cheez-Its because, you know, sometimes you just got to have a Cheez-It. <laughs> they do seem handy. You'd probably have like a little straw and put a little water in there. like. Oh, yeah. I just have to make sure I label the pockets so I don't hit the lotion one with the straw. Because <laughs> that would be tragic. Oh, <laughs> Yelena, she's pretty funny. Her comedy was the best comedy in the whole movie for sure. Yeah, like yeah. when she was making fun of Black Widow for, for striking the poses, <laughs> she's like, "This offers no strategic advantage. You're doing it to look cool." <laughs> I don't. I can't do a Russian accent. And then she strikes the pose like right after that. Yeah, no, she's like, "Oh, she's just disgusted that she did it." <laughs> but I think it's like the pockets. Like it does look cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's end the review section with a rating shall we yeah after all that we're finally going to get to the actual rating aaron what would you rate black widow between one and five stars one being the worst five being the best go i would rate it a four a four yeah yeah is that good or bad that's that, good okay <laughs> yeah i enjoyed it i like the action scenes i'm really glad black widow finally got her own movie mm-hmm I think we need more women superheroes. The last Wonder Woman movie was a dud. So I was a little nervous about this one. Yeah. And I think they did a better job than the Wonder Woman movie. And also learning more about Black Widow and getting some new characters. I'm so tired of the same characters over and over. Like we got, you know, Red Guardian, even though we didn't get to see him do much, I learned more about him. Mm-hmm. You know, Melina, the mom, and of course, Elena. Yeah. I mean, cool, right? And Taskmaster. Yeah, Taskmaster, the lamest name for a villain ever. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> Although continually getting tasks would be pretty villainous. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I'd say it's four stars. You know, we watched The Tomorrow War, which I think, if I remember right, gave it three and a half stars. Yeah. So it's better than that. Yeah. So it deserves a four star in comparison to, to the Tomorrow War. Yeah. Overall, the actors were superior. Scarlett Johansson, I mean, she's just an expert. 
at this. Yeah. There was zero time when I thought that she was acting. Like she is Black Widow. Yeah, she makes it look easy. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if she just tells all her family, like, okay, for one year until I make this movie, I'm Natasha Romanoff mm-hmm. and Black Widow. So just call me Natasha. Then she just comes to work as her character that she created. Natasha, better watch out because Yelena is going to take her spot. Yeah, well, she's dead, so she doesn't have to watch far. (laughs) Yeah, but during the timeline of the movie. (laughs) Ah, right. Well, Rotten Tomatoes gave Black Widow 81% on the tomato meter, and that's out of 331 critic ratings, which, you know, is lower than I expected, but, you know, the critics are the critics. Yeah, they're more critical. Yeah, they're more (laughs) looking for the artsy type stuff. Yeah. 92% audience score. That tells me... That people love this movie yeah. out of 5,000 ratings. That's a lot of ratings for the first weekend. That's a ton of ratings. Yeah. We don't usually see that many like right off the bat. Yeah. Well, Aaron, the black widow movie was fun. The review is over and so is the podcast. Oh, is there anything else you want to tell the fan dummies before we press the giant button that says record? Getting this Marvel movie makes me want to watch more Marvel movies. So hopefully, What If will live up to its expectations as well. Oh, I'm pumped for What If. And Loki's season finale is this week as well. Don't forget, Aaron, that I have all of the What If comics. Yes, they're right there behind me. They're down below. You can't see them, but they're on the bookshelf behind me on the podcast yeah we have to get the the right bags and boards for them we have so many dang mismatched bags and boards it drives me crazy i can't figure out like the modern backboards with the modern sleeves and then we got the new fancy sleeves that aren't the same size it's chaos now we look now we sound like a bunch of fan dummies (laughs) well you know you always want to upgrade to the nicer bags but then the nicer bags they're not the same exact size. Yeah. Which drives me crazy. We should take them to the comic store this weekend and make them help us. Well, all we have to do is get them all out. Look at them. I mean, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Well, you can also read What If Comics on the Marvel Infinity app, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They're all on there. Yeah, we got to get to reading those so that we can do our top five. You know what we should do? Is we should do a top five for every What If episode. Okay. Just depends on if they follow the comics. Yeah. But yeah, I'm super excited about the season finale of Loki. The Loki episodes are just getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's new content, stuff we haven't seen. It's not just another origin story being done and done and done again. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fan Dummies. Please subscribe, rate, and write us a review if you haven't already. As always, we'll put links to our Patreon, our Facebook group, our YouTube channel, our merch store, all of our goodies we'll put in the show notes below. Always look in the show notes. I know on a podcast app, not everybody looks in the show notes because people don't put a lot of good stuff in there, but we put the goods in the show notes. If you want to reach out to us, we are at Fandummies on all social media. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.
Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.